Alright, hello and welcome into Play Action Takes. I'm Aaron. I'm here with Noah. We are uh, back with our, I guess this will be our first episode of the new uh, official Apollo NFL show. To be uh, fully transparent, we recorded last week, had some issues out there. You know, it was a good episode, we promise. You know, it, the takes yeah. are floating out there somewhere. But, uh, you know, our first official episode, uh, Noah, how are you doing tonight? We just watched uh, two Monday Night Football games. Yeah, no, I'm doing good. Watch two Monday Night Football games. Um, not, not. I wouldn't say they're barn burners by any means, but there's some really cool stuff going on there in, in Philadelphia. Um, and also Buffalo is just a force to be reckoned with, but we'll probably talk about that a little more here in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, no, I'm doing good. I'm excited. It was a fun week. It was a fun week. Not a great week to be a Texans fan, but it was still a good week overall. Yeah, not a great week to be a Chargers fan uh, either, but it's only week two. We still got yeah. time. Um, but yeah, I mean, Philly and Buffalo home openers on a Monday night, those places were uh, fired up and the teams definitely did not oh, yeah. disappoint. So the Bills and Eagles are looking pretty, pretty good to start the year. But uh, I want to go ahead and hop into our first segment and uh, we're going to go through what would normally be a typical winners and losers, uh, your, your generic NFL talk, but we're going to spice it up a little and uh, we're going to call it the Lombardis and the Lens. And that is named after Vince Lombardi, the ultimate NFL winner. He's got the Super Bowl trophy named after him, and Anthony Lynn, uh, who I consider to be the ultimate NFL loser. He was the head coach of my Los Angeles Chargers for a couple of years. Didn't go well. I have a strong disliking towards him. It's probably just a little bitterness on my part. I should probably let it go, but I hey, to, well, I, I haven't yet. One thing I was thinking about earlier is we might need to rename it to the O'Briens every now and then because I, you know, I don't know. I, Anthony Lynn is bad, but I don't think it gets much worse than Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I mean, Bill O'Brien won the division a bunch of times. That's true. Yeah. I mean, maybe we could do like an alternating thing depending on just how bad the Texans look. Bill O'Brien like or Bill O'Brien can just have his own award later. Yeah. G- GM Bill O'Brien uh, <laughs> is definitely probably yeah. worthy of this that, segment. That should but be the, the, G- the GM Bill O'Brien award for sure. Yeah. Head coaching wise, though, I think Anthony Lynn uh, yeah, takes for sure. the cake oh, Yeah, there. I agree. I agree with you there. All right, so uh, I'm going to start it off with my first Lombardi, and uh, I mean the big winner of the week. I mean it, it's got to be Tua. Uh, you know he leads the comeback in Baltimore. Uh, the Dolphins come back; they take down the Ravens on the road. Tua throws for uh, 469 yards and six touchdowns, and uh, they they just kind of ran him out the gym there in the second half. The Jalen Waddle Tyree Kill combination is legit. I think it was uh, underestimated a little bit. And it's just completely unlocked a whole new part of two. His game He's able to get the deep ball. And a big thing for the Dolphins is they just have a lot more juice on offense now. When they fall behind, they're able to actually come back and make some plays yeah. and stick in the game. Last year when they fell behind, it was just kind of – they were kind of dead. Tua wasn't going to lead some massive charge. And with Hill and Waddle out there, that's just not the, cha- that's just not the case anymore. And, uh, yeah. man, the Dolphins are 2-0. Uh, they've beaten the Pats and the Ravens. They've beaten two good coaches, no joke. Uh, however you slice it there. So, yeah, I mean, I'm giving it to to uh, Tua for sure. Yeah, no, that game was blowing my mind. The The Texans game, I think it was about to come on, and they, they showed us the end of the the that the, the Ravens and, and Dolphins, and I hadn't really been paying much attention to it yet. And I, I, I just knew I just knew Lamar was having a great game because everyone was talking about, oh, Lamar, 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 you know, and, and I just knew that was happening. But then they showed Tua's stat line, I'm like, this guy's throwing six touchdowns? What are we doing here? How did I not hear about this? He's having a, a, a better game than Lamar. Threw those two kind of some ugly picks there early in the game. But, yeah, no, I think Tua is a really, really good 
Lombardi winner this week, and it makes a lot of sense. He just he was incredible. And Mike McDaniel's has been talking about that. He's been saying things like, "Well, if Tua does in the games what he does in practice, he's a special player." And stuff like that, and like I was, you know, you, I, you, I was like, ah, oh, what? We'll see. It's, it's the head coach hyping up his quarterback, of course. But I don't know. Maybe he is right. Maybe, maybe we're about to witness something from, from Tua. Yeah, no, I mean, three of those touchdowns came super late. It was really just a huge comeback by, uh, by the Dolphins. The Ravens secondary <laughs> started getting a little injured, then they started to get gas. And I mean, when you have a gas secondary trying to keep up with uh, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, you've just got no shot, and that was the case. No. Lamar wasn't able to close it out. Uh, it was an incredible game for sure, no doubt about it. Dolphins fans yeah. got to be feeling good. Um, what's your first uh, Lombardi for week two? My first Lombardi uh, is the Jaguars. This is a game I, – I, I expected this to be a close game, but I wasn't really sure exactly how, how it was going to go down, and I thought – I really – I thought the Colts are probably going to win it in, in a close one because I think the Jags are – Going into this week, I thought the Jags were um, a solid team, but I really did not think they were going to do what they did. Shut out the Colts, put up 24 on them. Matt Ryan had threw two picks, I believe. Just a just an overall, just, just shut down the Colts. And the Jaguars have been kind of the punching bag of the AFC South. The AFC South is the punching bag of the, of the NFL, and the Jags are the punching bag of the AFC South. That's a really bad position to be in. Um, and that, that comes from a, you know, a Texans guy like myself. So like, you know, and we, we, we've had our years, but overall the Jags are pretty much owned by every other team in the AFC South. And they came out and said, enough of that. We're going to, we're going to destroy the Colts who a lot of people said, we're going to win the division coming into this year, which by the way, they, they're, they're awful. They're garbage, which it's kind of wild, but yeah, no, I, I really, I'm, I'm hesitantly happy for them. Cause also I'm like, well, don't get too good. You know, don't get too good. But I really am happy for him this week, and I, I love seeing – I hate the Colts with a passion, so happy to see them go down like this. Yeah, it was a, a big win for the Jags. I mean, we've got, we've got a segment coming up here soon called the Early Upset Call of the Week, and, I mean, no, I referenced the pod that never aired that was full of just great takes, but uh, you got to yeah. back me up. My, my Early Upset Call of the Week was the Jags over the Colts. <clears throat> uh, yeah. Didn't end up uh, putting my money where my mouth was. Ended up, you know, going with the Bengals. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll get to that later. But Ugh, you know, that's another one. Yeah, no, yeah. that's true. You had that one. Yeah, that was a fun one. I mean, the AFC South. I mean, after watching the Titans just get destroyed again tonight, and they lost yeah. last week to the Giants, and the Colts look like a mess, and the Texans, Davis Mills just isn't all there. I'm starting to think seven wins could win that division. We could see seven yeah. and ten. I've got, I've got another, uh, you know, bold take coming up later involving the Jaguars, but that was, that was a big win for them. Trevor Lawrence taking yeah. some step forward. So I definitely agree with that one. Um, my first Anthony Lynn, I'm going to the AFC West here and I am giving the first uh, Anthony Lynn of the pod to the Las Vegas Raiders, man, they were up 20 to nothing at half against the Cardinals. The Cardinals straight up were looking like one of like maybe the single worst team in the NFL through the first six quarters of the year. Yeah. They yeah. could get nothing going. They couldn't protect Kyler. They couldn't cover anyone. And the Raiders are at home for their home opener in front of their crowd. The Vegas crowd is going nuts. And then the second half, the offense just completely folds. The defense couldn't get off the field on fourth down. The defense had five different chances to close that game out. And every time Kyler would just start running around, he'd get a random fourth down. He's scrambling on a touchdown. He'd pull a two-point conversion out of his ass. I mean, it was just that two unbelievable. Point was nuts. 
Yes, he had a couple of them, but yeah, one of them he ran like 85 actual yards to get like that three-yard, yeah. two-point conversion. It was yeah. crazy stuff. And then they get to overtime. Hunter Renfro fumbles twice within a span of three plays, I believe. The last one is a walk-off scoop and score for the Cardinals in That's Vegas. That's an honorable I mean, mention for a Lynn this week is Hunter Renfro. Yeah, that no doubt about it. I mean, he's that. I mean, I'm giving it to the Raiders as a whole, but he can be the one like holding it up yeah. on the – yeah, he's yeah, he's platform. He's holding the limb, yeah. Yeah, like this is the team award, but he gets the MVP. Maybe the maybe the like the final it's like the the Lynn is the trophy, but the Bill O'Brien can be like the finals MVP. And yeah, we can right. give that we can give that one to Hunter Renfro because yeah. poof, that yeah, was no, a yeah. meltdown. Hunter there. Renfro gets this week's first uh, O'Brien award. Congratulations. Yeah, there we go. Hunter. Yeah, so he gets the finals MVP of just the the bad award. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, the Raiders, they're 0-2. That's a tough hole to dig out of in the AFC. But, yeah. you know, they might have the talent to do it, but it's not a good start there for uh, Vegas. I expected so much more. I expected so much more from from, from the Raiders, and I'm, I'm bummed to see this. I've, I've never fully bought into David uh, David Carr, Derek Carr. Derek Carr. Uh, I've never fully bought in. I've been I've acknowledged that he's talented. But I, and I thought this was going to be the year where I was like, oh, Derek Carr is the guy. He's good. You know, uh, he's really good. And uh, I don't know. I was hoping, you know, everyone was talking about, oh, him and Devontae have this connection from college, you know, not not seeing much of it. So, um, yeah, definitely Raiders got to get it, get it together. And they have the talent to do that. So um, I, I, I hope they can get it figured out. Yeah, I mean, it really seemed like, I mean, the Carter Adams connection looked really good week one against the Chargers. They just weren't able to pull out the win. Yeah. And then it seemed like, all right, you lose to the Chargers on the road. That's a that's a good loss. The Chargers are good as long as you take care of business against the Cardinals at home. And they were well on their way to doing that and then just could not close the door. So all of a sudden you're 0-2. But, uh, you know, things change quickly in the NFL. So we still got yeah. a long way to go. So, uh, all right, give me your Anthony Lynn. I'm excited for this. <clears throat> my last Anthony Lind is one that, that hurts my heart. It really, oh. it's a bummer. It's a bummer for me, but um, Davis Mills is getting my Lind this week, man. This was when, when, when the tech, so when you're playing for the Houston Texans, um, it's not, you know, you're not expected to do much. Um, but when, when, when your defense basically shuts down the Denver Broncos led by Russell Wilson, a really talented offense there, to pretty pretty much shuts them down the whole game uh, up until the fourth quarter, um, and you can't even score one touchdown. You can't get this win. That's a bad bad look. And this was Davis's game. He needed to prove something. He needed to show up. Trevor Trevor, you know, in his same class is showing up. Mac Jones is showing up. Justin Fields didn't get the win. Uh, not even close. But there was moments you saw something you're like, oh, if he can, if he can get into that, if he can start doing that more, Davis showed showed absolutely nothing. Um, he showed nothing, and and obviously that's you know I, I compare him to some of these other guys, um, and I know a lot of people say, well, he was a third rounder, they were first rounders, sure, but last year he played better than a lot of them, and coming into the season, it's just pretty looked pretty pretty bad, and, and um, so yeah, I'm giving my Anthony Lynn to Davis Mills, uh, but I'm hoping I'm hoping. He can he can you know start start stringing together some some good games and and I'm not even asking for wins necessarily I'm just asking for a good a good ish performance right but um, yeah I mean if he doesn't uh, Nick Casario better start watching some CJ CJ Stroud some Bryce Young a little closer I know they already are 
but yeah. you know, maybe maybe go to a few games. You know what I mean? Like you know, like let's let's get a little let's get ready for that draft because this is not looking good so far. I know it's only week two, and I'm not jumping off the Davis Mills wagon yet, but it's not looking good. Yeah, no, I think that's a good call. I'll try to get some boots on the ground in uh, Tuscaloosa yeah. and in Columbus down there for some one-on-one scouting. I don't hate that call. I mean, yeah, I like the point you made there about Mills just with the, you know, the progression hasn't been there because he did look, you know, better than expected last year. He looked up there with those other guys in that rookie class, but early in the year, it just doesn't seem like he's made any big strides. He, there were definitely some throws. Like I remember one out route to Cooks that could have been a touchdown. He missed yep. it. Um just plays that you have to make on the road. And look, I mean, they could have won that game. I mean, they obviously yeah. could have beaten the Colts in week one. They could have gone into Denver and win that game. I mean, the Broncos are a mess right now. And Nathaniel Hackett can't figure out, you know, how to get the play in, when to call timeout, when to go for it, <coughs> when to kick a field goal. He he does not know what to do at all. That game no, was there I don't know for what's the taking. That's crazy. I mean, he's just – he's been bad, bad, like really bad. Um, yeah, so I, I mean, that's sorry to interrupt, but that, that, that's that's something weird, weird, some weirds going on in Denver for sure. Yeah, you know, it's not good when the fans are, uh, you know, so worried about the quarterback getting a delay game that they're counting the play clock down <laughs> from the stands. Did you notice that they started counting? I, did. Like I thought I was three. laughing, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, they were kind of like three, two, one just to avoid getting the delay game, yeah. but they just like kept getting delay games. I mean, at one point, Russ and Hackett started getting booed, which is insane considering that like that was the home opener of the yeah. you know russell wilson nathaniel hackett era yeah. which is gonna you know supposed Tickets to go on for a long time expensive yeah i mean yeah. they just extended russ gave him so much money this is supposed to be like the duo going forward and they couldn't get it together but yeah. yeah no i mean it was a tough look for davis mills maybe he'll bounce back i mean on the road in denver always can be a little tough but uh yeah we'll see all right, so moving on to the next segment. Uh, we're going to call this one our single hottest take coming out of the week. We're going to do this every week. One fun thing we're going to do is we're going to track them every single week. We might make like a graphic on Twitter. We're going to see how well these age. You know, some of them, they might age really well. Some of them, uh, they might age poorly. But, hey, we're making uh, hot takes every single week. So that's just going to happen. So uh, you feel free to rag on us. But, you know. It's not that easy making this many hot takes. Pretty um, difficult, yeah, pretty difficult. Yeah, for full disclosure, let's go ahead and run through our hot takes from last week. Yours was that Mike McCarthy would be fired by week 14. So yeah. we've got that jotted down. Um, and then mine was that the NFC East was just over after week one. I had Philadelphia winning that one locked up. No one was going to do anything about it. Looking pretty good after this Monday night performance, yeah. even though the New York Giants are a 2-0. But uh, – all right, let's let's go ahead and get to week two. Uh, Noah, what is your single hottest take coming out of week two? This might sound like kind of low low hanging fruit, but it, it's just it's just true. I and I think uh, I think Tua will be an MVP candidate going going down. That's my hot take. Just 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 an incredible performance. We already talked about it a little bit, but just looked amazing out there. And like I totally not what I expected. I honestly have been somebody who I'm like I haven't really bought into Tua at, at all. I have, I'm like, I've always kind of compared him to Herbert and you're like, cause obviously it was like, it was like to a Herbert, who's going to be taken first. Who's going to be better. And obviously Herbert, as you know, has yeah, been great, yeah. has been amazing. And I would, I would do a lot of things to have him on my football team. Uh, but Tua is just been a guy that hasn't got the respect and cause he hadn't really done much. I mean, he'd done a little bit. He hadn't been terrible, um, but he just hadn't been great um, for somebody taken before Justin Herbert. Um, but wow, if this is, if this is what he's capable of and continues to do even close to that on a regular basis, 
Yeah, no, for sure. An MVP candidate down at the end of this year. Yeah, I don't I don't hate that one. I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really think it's going to come true, but I really don't hate it as a hot take because, yeah. you know, he's looking pretty good considering this is a brand new offense. I mean, they brought in a new head coach who is installing a brand new offense. A lot of new offensive linemen. They've got some new wide receivers. So he's undergoing a lot of change in that offense and just on that team in general. And he's picking it up really quickly. He's starting to gel with Tyreek Hill. He had that connection from Waddle uh, last year. And he's starting to look really good. You know, as far as his path to winning MVP, if they were to somehow like compete with the Bills to actually like give the Bills a run for their money in that division, that's how you, you know, you make a statement for MVP. If, if the team is up there with a similar record as the Bills pushing them for an AFC East title, that's the path. I mean, it's certainly a hot take. We got a long way to go. But uh, yeah, I mean, I don't hate it. He's got the weapons and I can yeah. see the narrative developing if the foul, if the Dolphins were to prove like they were actually for real. So, uh, yeah. by the way, we've got the we've got the Bills and the Dolphins next week. So Woo. that'll be a fun one be a fun uh, down in Miami. So, uh, you know, my single hottest take coming out of this week, it's it was a little hotter before the Titans just got you know absolutely destroyed on Monday Night Football. Yeah. But I think the Jags are going to win the AFC South. And I mean, you just mentioned how they've been the punching bag of the punching bag division for all these years, and they absolutely have been. The Urban Meyer year just like was an absolute disaster last year, just a complete and utter joke. But I'm just looking around at the rest of that division. I said I think seven and ten might win that division. Yeah. I think the Jags might be the most likely team to win seven games. I think they can easily pick up some division wins. Um, they blasted the Colts this past week. And then on top of that, they do get the fourth place schedule. So as far as the out of division games go, the Jags do have the easiest out of division schedule. Yeah. The Colts have been really disappointing. If Michael Pittman Jr. has to miss any extended period of time at all, I'm really worried about that offense and that receiving core around Matt Ryan. I'm just out on the Titans. Uh, you know, the Texans, I think they'll have their moments, but I don't think – I think the Jags are kind of the most well-rounded team. They might even have the most talent. I mean, the, the Colts probably still have the most talent, like week in and week out, but – I like what Doug Peterson is doing down there in Jacksonville, and I I think they're going to be my pick to win the AFC South. Yeah, no, I I could see that for sure. I I could like like I totally agree. Um, and I think you're right. I think they probably are the most well-rounded team, which is like just an insane yeah. even thing to say after last year, you know. But Doug Peterson, I think that's a great hire. I think that's a great hire as head coach. I think Trevor's looking good. I think you're right. I think James Robinson is. And Travis Etienne are both great. I mean, James Robinson is having a pretty solid season. He's my fantasy running back now. I picked him up on waivers. Thank you, thank you. There you go. Um, you know, they yeah, they got some they got some guys over there. So I don't think that's a, 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 a you know I, I don't think that's a bad take at all. I think uh, I think that that actually is almost likely as you know, especially after that Titans game. Yeah, I'm going to be interested to check the division odds when they get posted tomorrow to see like what the actual betting odds are in that division. I I would guess the Colts would still be slight favorites to win the division yeah, like on probably. by Vegas, but I don't think Jacksonville is going to be very far behind. So that'll be interesting yeah. to track uh, going forward for sure. All right, so we're going to jot those down on the, uh, the hot take list, yeah. see how those uh, play out. Also, a, a wild card is Malik Willis played a little bit tonight. I could see – maybe throw this to the hot takes – I could see Malik Willis starting in Tennessee by like week f- five or six. 
I actually like that a lot. I was thinking just as I was watching the game tonight, just when Tannehill was on like pick number three, I was Bad. just thinking he might just be broken. I mean, that that playoff loss to Cincinnati last year was like an all-time bad playoff performance by Tannehill, and yeah. it might have just carried over into this year. Yeah. No A.J. Brown. The offensive line is worse. It it does not look good for uh, Ryan Tannehill down there in Tennessee. Yeah, not at all. All right, so moving on. Our next segment, we're going to do rapid-fire awards. These aren't going to be your uh, typical awards, but you guys will get the gist of it here as we go. I'm going to go ahead and hop in with my first one. Uh, the Choke of the Year So Far Award. I'm giving that to the Cleveland Browns. I mean, no, I'm going to paint a picture here for you. I don't know if you were able to fully be locked in on the Browns-Jets uh, debacle that was a football game, but uh, yeah. look, the, the year is 2022. You're at home against Joe Flacco and the New York Jets. You are leading the game 30-17 to 17 at the two-minute warning. And then in the blink of an eye, you allow a wide-open 66-yard touchdown pass from Joe Flacco. You give up an onside kick, and then Joe Flacco marches down the field again and scores a game-winning touchdown, throws it to Garrett Wilson, who had a big day. The Browns, I mean, Nick Chubb ran into the end zone to put him up by 13 at the two-minute warning. Yeah. He could have just fallen on the ground, and they basically could have taken a knee like three times and then kicked a field goal to go up by like 10 or 11 points with, I think, like 30 seconds left. But he ended up yeah. scoring which everyone thought it was fine. Cade York misses the PAT. Everyone thought that was fine. Yeah. It was not fine. No. no. <laughs> yeah. Just an no, I remember cool. watching the highlights right after, and I they showed that missed PAT, and I was like, I bet you in that guy's head right now. He's like, it's okay. It's fine. It's no big deal. It was a big deal. It was absolutely horrible. The defense was the worst part about it, and then you give up the onside kick recovery. But uh, – yeah, I mean, uh, choke of the year so far award. Congratulations, uh, Cleveland yeah. Browns. That one is all yours. Good thing I don't have any sympathy for that organization or uh, fan base or anything. So, sorry guys, but not actually. Um, <laughs> my uh, my award is going to be the Aaron Judge Award. Now, to preface you, preface this: if uh, you know, if if you don't pay attention to baseball, Aaron Judge is a baseball player for the New York Yankees. Really good ball player. Um, this season. Uh, this this past offseason, he turned down a pretty good contract from the New York Yankees, saying, "No, I want more money, and I'm going to stop negotiations because I'm going to I'm going to go show you why uh, I, I I deserve more money." Aaron Judge is currently closing in on breaking the home run record in a single season. He's very close. He has uh, 59, I believe, or 60, which is just incredible. And I'm giving that award to I'm giving the Aaron Judge Award to Lamar Jackson. Um, a lot of contract negotiations going on this offseason. Uh, reports that he wanted 230 guaranteed, kind of like Deshaun got. They were like, oh, "We're not going to give you that." And he's like, "All right, bet I'm going to cut. A, I'm going to set a end date for negotiations before the season." They could, didn't reach a deal, and he's like, "All right, I'm going to show you how good I am." Um, and wow, he's been lights out. Obviously, didn't get the win against the Dolphins, but that is no fault of his. He played incredibly. Well, like, like in, in week one as well, he played extremely well. And he's really – I think he's going to continue to play. And I, I think it's, he's another guy at the end of the year he's going to be – people are going to be saying, you know, maybe he won't win the MVP, but he'll be a candidate. He'll be talked about in that conversation. And I think he'll get a pretty, pretty solid contract from the Ravens or maybe another team or maybe the Houston Texans give him half a billion. And, and the, he's, you know, he's going to be in the battle red uniforms. 
Yep. No, I mean, speak it into existence, Noah. I, I would love that for you. That would be that would be a big day for Apollo and the Apollo I'm trying Texas. Here, Aaron. I'm trying. That would be a big day of content. That would be great all around. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's just a classic bet on yourself there from Lamar Jackson. I mean, certainly working out for Aaron Judge, so that is a, an appropriately named award for sure. But yeah, I mean, that Ravens offense is a lot of fun. They've got some speed all of a sudden. Rashad Bateman was making huge plays. Devin Duvernay, you know, hook him horns. He's looking pretty good out there. So uh, it's been a good year for Lamar. I'm excited to watch that offense as the year goes on. Um, All right, I'm going to throw in one more bonus award before we move on, and that is going to be the first team to cost me a lot of money this year award. Um, Congratulations to the Cincinnati Bengals. I had you tied into my main teaser of the week, uh, Moneyline Parlay, that all the other legs hit besides, you guessed it, the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow, uh, I just want to fill you in on something. Your offensive line is not that good. So throw the ball, you know, (laughs) sacks are a quarterback stat, like 75% of the time. I'm tired of hearing about the Bengals O-line is just like screwing over Joe Burrow. They're not giving him a chance. You know, what? at some point as a quarterback, you've got to know, hey, my offensive line isn't that good. Maybe I should get rid of the ball, have some wherewithal. I mean, Joe Burrow's like his best quality and his worst quality is like his toughness and his ability to make big plays. Because he's willing to hang in there and take big hits, and he's willing to wait it out, waiting out, and wait for his one of his guys to get open down the field and make that big play. And when the protection holds up and Jamar Chase is able to get open, it looks sick because he's throwing a 60-yard bomb down the field as he's getting hit, and it looks like an awesome play. But the 80% of the time that is not happening, he's just taking sacks, and it's completely like taking them out of drives. I'm going to, yeah, I mean, I just, I put him in all these bets against Cooper Rush. We thought the Cowboys were dead. We were dunking on him in the, in the, you know, pod that's floating around in the clouds. It was, oh, the freaking Bengals. Yeah. Congratulations. You're the first team to make me want to throw a remote at my television. Um, Yeah. I mean, you're you're always similar to add to that. Uh, I'll I'll do that. I'll, I'll, I'll give an award out to somebody who busted my five leg NFL slash MLB parlay that I hit on everything else except for what I went when I placed the bet. I went, well, this one's the lock. Yeah. Uh, I needed Kirk Cousins to throw a touchdown to Justin Jefferson tonight. And wow, wow, Kirk, wow, you didn't not only he didn't only not throw it to Justin Jefferson. He 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 played like dog shit. Three interceptions against a good Eagles team. Like, I'll, I'll say, you know, obviously they're good. Wow. And also, there's a big pick there at the end of the game. Puts him in the red zone. I'm like, okay, this is my time where you just hit Justin Jefferson for some, like, garbage time points. What does he do? Back yeah. back corner of the end zone fade to Justin Jefferson. Is underthrown to Darius Slay and thrown and, uh, and intercepted for his third pick of the night. And Darius Slay at two. Thank you, Kirk. I don't know what was going on with Kirk Cousins and Darius Slay there, but you mentioned that Darius Slay had two interceptions. He could have had five. I mean, Darius Slay got like seven targets in this game. Targets are a wide receiver stat. It's not a defensive back stat, but Kirk Cousins (laughs) was peppering Darius Slay with targets. I I was legitimately convinced that uh, he thought he played for the Vikings because – yeah. That was unbelievable. I, I, yeah, that's a tough beat. I also would have thought that Justin Jefferson would have found the end zone tonight, but uh, you, you'd you know what? But... You know, that the house has to win sometimes. So, uh, absolutely you know, good for Vegas, I guess. Uh, all right. So, uh, moving on to week three, you know, 
you know, this is an 18-week season. That's my favorite part about the NFL. I'm through two weeks. I've got all these takes. i got all these emotions. I've had some nice wins, some nice losses. But it's week three. we got so many yeah. more of these weeks to go. But, uh, all right, let's get back to it with the early upset call. Like I mentioned, I hit mine last week. Uh, Noah, we're not going to, you know, we're, you, you didn't give out an early upset call last week. So, you know, yeah. you definitely didn't mention, like, the no. Bears taking down the Packers at Lambeau. No, so no, this no. is going to be your first one of the year. Yeah. What, what's your first pick uh, for the early upset call? I never underestimated Aaron Rodgers at all, and I thought they were going to – I'm not shocked by it all. And, I, and, you know, I didn't even mention Justin Fields being good at all. Nope. Uh, but this week – I might be going. I might be backing myself into another one of these areas. <laughs> I got the Jets beating the Bengals. Um, I think the Bengals have just yes. looked pretty terrible. I mean, overall, I mean, not terrible, but just damn. And I think uh, Joe Cool. Look, there, there's, 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 a, there's, a, there's been, there's a history, right, of uh, cool quarterbacks named Joe. Joe Namath was a cool guy. All right, I guess I don't know much about him, but he seemed like he wears a big coat. Whatever, he was cool. I saw him at the Super Bowl, like, 50, but also I don't know about his past. Uh, um, <laughs> and Joe Burrow is currently the cool guy quarterback. But Joe Flacco, Joe Cool, is the man. And he's going to show Joe, hey, hey, buddy, my time's still here. I still got a few, I still got a few tricks left, and I'm about to. I'm, he's going to show them. And I think Garrett Wilson and Joe Flacco have a cool little connection going right now. And uh, yeah, I, I I think I think the Jets pull out a a win, and then the Bengals get really mad about being zero and three, and then then they go, then they take off. They're gonna pull like a twenty eighteen Texans if you remember that. The Texans started zero and three, and then they went on a nine nine game win streak. I promise I don't make everything about the Texans, just like eighty percent of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the Bengals. I don't think the Bengals go down, but I think it's possible. Yeah, no, I like that early upset call. I would certainly love for the Jets to just stick it to the Bengals once again after the Bengals cost me all this money. I like the Joe Flacco point. Look, I mean, Joe Flacco, he was – Joe Burrow is like the king of the it factor. That's what I call him. Everyone always just lauding all this random stuff on Joe Burrow, the intangibles, all the stuff you can't see on the field. They're just ignoring that he takes a bunch of sacks and, you know, low-key has a noodle arm. But, you know, that's that's not for me to say. Uh it's whatever, but uh, you know jo- Joe Flacco. He was the original dog in him meme. If that meme was around before, like yeah. back when Joe Flacco was an actual quarterback, oh. you would have had Flacco it all the time. The playoffs is money. There you go. Money. All right, so uh, mine real quick here. It's not as big of an upset call, so you know you definitely get more credit uh, than I do for this one. But I, I do think the 49ers are going to go into Denver and uh, beat Russell Wilson on the road on Sunday night football next week. I think that'll be a really fun game. I mean, we didn't mention it yet, but Trey Lance, uh, he's out for the year. He broke his ankle. That is just really such a bummer. I was really excited to watch Trey Lance this year. I think a lot of people were, uh, but you know, injuries happen. This is the NFL and man, I mean, a lot of people were given the 49ers crap for keeping Jimmy around. And next thing you know, Trey Lance goes down, breaks his ankle and the 49ers, they have Jimmy G and we know Jimmy G can take them to the NFC title game, can take them to the Super Bowl. So they're going to have a shot to be right back there again, and I think it starts next week in Denver, and I think uh, they're able to pull off the upset. I think they're just a better team than the Broncos right now. Yeah, I do too. It's, it's, it's so devastating what happened to Trey Lance, and you hate to see that, and, and I'm really, I, still, I still think he's going to have a great career. But the 49ers do look like geniuses now, keeping Jimmy G there. You know what I mean? Restructuring that contract. And, um, you know, and so, and, and so I, I, I like this pick. Um, also it's just Denver just doesn't seem to have it right now. 
Not yet. Not at yeah. all. And you know, I like I like the Niners, and I I think Jimmy. I think Jimmy's a good quarterback, and he deserves to be starting in this league somewhere. Um, I kind of, I really just felt very weird about this whole uh, Trey and Jimmy thing, um, and, and just them just ditching Jimmy. Um, I just thought that that was weird. You know, Jimmy beat uh, Jimmy went to Lambo this past playoffs and and, and won, uh, and, and and that that's hard to do, and yep. you, that, you don't just move past that guy. You know what I mean? So. Um, I didn't know where Jimmy was going to play, but I'm, I'm, and it sucks that it's under these circumstances. But I'm happy to see him starting. Yeah, no, I mean you can say what you want about Jimmy, but I mean he he wins football games. That's just yeah. what he does, uh, you know. So it'll be interesting to see if it keeps it up. All right, sticking to the week three team. Um, just want to give out a quick narrative watch. I'm a big narrative guy, so I love uh, always looking for the storylines heading into the following week, the upcoming week. Noah, this one is right up your alley. I'm going to throw up the alley oop. Lovey Smith revenge game. That's my narrative this week. We got the Texans and the Bears going at it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> revenge. No. no, I don't. I don't think so. I, I and I was, you know, I didn't. I you know, I, I didn't even think about that um, until earlier today. And then I was like, oh, that's true. I guess that is kind of an important game for Lovey. Uh, Lovey's not the type of guy to want even a want a revenge game. He's gonna go in there yeah. and shake hands and be like, "Thank you." You know, oh, I love Chicago, whatever. Uh, but also, I just don't think the I don't think the Texans pull out the win here unless the defense shows up like they had the last couple of weeks. But we have to have some sort of offense, and I don't know if that's gonna happen. But uh, maybe though, hey, maybe Lovey pulls out all the stops. Maybe Lovey is a revenge guy, and I do, and I just don't see it in him. But um, but. I hope you're right. I hope he comes in and, and gets that win and gets that revenge. Yeah, no, I think it'll be interesting. This one, I'm pretty out on the Bears. I still think this game might have some uh, some Bryce Young draft implications. You know, oh, yeah. this one might have some number one, number two overall pick implications when it comes yeah. down to it. So uh, it'll be interesting. All right, you got any narratives or any games you're excited for in Week Three? Yeah, um, everyone says let Russ cook, right? Let's 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 let Russ cook. Is Russ cooked? Did Russ get cooked? Is Russ now cooked? I don't know. I was saying it. I was saying it last year. Like it was a big pickup, but he doesn't really run anymore. And when yeah. you get a quarterback that is short, they don't like to throw over the middle of the field. Russ has never been effective over in the middle of the field, but he's been okay yeah. because he's been able to scramble, get outside the pocket, make big plays down the field. If he's lost a step and he's not as athletic anymore and he can't get out the pocket, he can't scramble, pick up yards with his legs, extend plays, get those big chunk plays down the field, he's just not going to be a good pure pocket passer because that's just not who he is. He never has been. So, yeah, let Russ cook. I don't know. Maybe we should hire Russ a chef because it's just <laughs> it's just not working anymore. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I, I, I look, I, this is a narrative that I think could yeah. start, you know, gaining momentum i don't personally think russ is cooked i'm not gonna say that yet look if you're playing the houston texans um and no shade to my to my team but they were not good we're not good and you can't you play the way he did and then look it might be nathaniel hackett it might be this might be that but it's not looking good for us um so i don't know if he's cooked but i definitely don't like what i'm seeing from him i expected a lot more yeah, no, I mean, it's a, it's a fun narrative to keep track of. I mean, if you're getting booed in your first home game after you sign like a, you know, five-year contract extension, uh, things can get dicey pretty quickly if you're not yeah. competing for division titles in uh, playoff spots there in Denver. So uh, yeah. 
All right, last thing here. The, the game I'm most excited for, we already mentioned it. It was kind of close between the Packers and the Buccaneers, but I mean, we've seen Packers-Buccaneers a couple times. I'm more excited for Bills-Dolphins. The Bills look like an absolute juggernaut. They're a wagon. I mean, they just the Bills look legit. And the Dolphins at home, they're 2-0. Tua, you know, we've got prominent podcasters saying he might be on MVP watch. So I'm, I'm excited for Bills Dolphins in Miami. I think that could turn into a shootout, and it's a real test for the Dolphins. I'm just excited to see uh, what the Dolphins are able to do against just this absolute beast of a Bills team. Yeah, I am too. I'm very, very excited for that game. Um, I think the Bills pull out the win, but I think this is going to be a really – I think it'll be a close game, and I think the Bills are going to have to kind of respect the Dolphins and really show up. Um, because if they show up thinking like, oh, we're the shit after this game that they just beat the hell out of the, the Titans, they're not going to be ready for this Bills team. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah. all right. Yeah, my my games to be excited about is uh, Rams-Cardinals. These are two – Teams that so the Rams have looked good. Obviously, they're coming off a of Super Bowl, of course. Matt Stafford had two interceptions last week, um, and also week one, I think he threw a one or two. I don't remember exactly, Aaron. If you remember, I, I think, but I think he threw three picks against the Bills. I think he did yeah. too. Uh, that's what I was gonna say, but I was like, no way, right? Like I might, I have to be yeah. remembering that wrong. But exactly, like he's not look, and he's playing fine. Him and Cooper Cup have this crazy thing going on and it's really fun to watch and the in the cardinals in this in this past game we kind of talked about it a little bit show that they could overcome adversity right kyler's got this weird little dog in him he runs around when he's running and like running like you said 85 yards he looks like a little kid who's like running away from his parents you know he's like running around just trying to figure anything out trying to get there and i love that kind of play and i've i've kind of was low come in a low on kyler coming into the season but if he's kind of doing stuff like that week in and week out, I think it's going to be really exciting to watch. And I think this game is going to be a good, really good test to see where the, where this Cardinals team is at. And obviously they don't have DeAndre Hopkins. So if they can start stringing together some wins and then week seven comes around and they get DeAndre back, that's a huge, huge, huge win for the Cardinals. Man, you just gave the perfect description of Kyler Murray. You just said he's got that weird dog in him, which is just like <laughs> yeah. such a perfect way to describe it. Because like, you know, you've got like Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, like, oh, they got that dog in him. But then you got Kyler yeah. Murray who like equally has that dog in him. And like, That's he'll be weird. scrambling around. He'll make a lot of plays. He's just a weird dude though. It's just like, yeah. it's a it's a weird dog. He doesn't like to play with the other dogs. He's just kind of off on his own at the dog park. Not yep. mingling with the other dogs, not getting along well with them, but like when push comes to shove, he'll get the he'll get the job done. So yeah, yeah. I like that slogan for Kyler. You know, he he's got that, got that weird, weird dog, dog in him. <laughs> I like I like that. All right, well, uh, I think that's gonna do it for this. Uh, you know, first slash uh, second episode of Play Action Takes. We're gonna be coming at you guys every Monday night for uh, hopefully the rest of the year. That's the plan. But uh, yeah, no, I had a lot of fun talking some football this week i'm excited to watch football all week long and then uh, do it again next week absolutely aaron it was this was fun and uh yeah i'm excited to do this and you know what maybe maybe one day this this episode is floating around in the clouds we'll drop it but i just didn't want it to be the first one that comes out because it just had so we had some some difficulties but overall it's still a pretty fun show and you can hear some of my takes that maybe you know i i've maybe denied uh but we'll see if they're true if, if it ever comes out
Yeah, maybe we'll get that plot out there one day. Maybe we can drop yeah. these back to back. Who knows what we'll do? But uh, yeah, yeah. Regardless, everyone, uh, thank you guys for listening. Feel free to subscribe. Check out all the stuff going on at Apollo on the YouTube channel, on the website. We got blogs, we got videos, all the Twitter content. So check out all the different Apollo pages. Um, like and subscribe, and uh, most importantly, just enjoy watching football. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week.